morning, good evening, good afternoon from wherever you're listening. You have reached the Zero Lift Podcast, a weekly celebration of all things motorsports. I am your host with the most, Mr. Zero Lift. I'm joined by John and Ryan. What's up, fellas? Hey, you guys ready to talk about some cars? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy, that sounds exciting. Yeah. Uh, For whatever reason, they're doing really weird Mickey Mouse voices. Uh, Uh, I'm not going to join in that because that's ridiculous. Perfect. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How are we doing, guys? How's your week been? We've had a very, very exciting race to talk about here in a second. Uh, Yeah. Week's been good, uh, spending most of my time on two wheels instead of four, and I'm really looking forward to talking about this race because it was a good one. Well, Wait, happy 4th of July for everyone absolutely. listening to you guys as well yeah. as yesterday. Yeah. Uh, yeah, before we jump into Le Race, um, look, I'm out here in Florida. Florida is not driving road central. It is. Oh, yeah. All traffic and just miles and miles and miles and miles of aero straight roads. But I attempted to take the Corvette on a semi-spirited drive and was moderately successful. Uh, I'm I finally feel like I'm starting to get like come to terms with kind of the limits and capabilities of the car a little bit. Like I can heel toe it without feeling like a complete asshole, and I can get a little power slide coming out of out of corners a little bit so i don't know about y'all but like first time i'm in a car you know at least a couple weeks or a month like i i just drive i'm like a like i'm handicapped and it takes me a minute to really gel with it but uh i got uh i put a steering restrictor in the power steering pump now the steering wheel is much heavier um and it's so nice it was way over boosted I bought the car. It was. It just felt twitchy at high speed. Um, nice. Yeah, I had some had some issues with the throttle cable, like the not wanting to return to idle. It, it, there's, at, you know, these old cars, especially like a kit based car like mine. There's gonna be little things, but between me messing with the throttle cable, I got like a new bracket and a return spring and stuff, and redoing the brakes got the steering wheel and got the restrictor ends and then i got like some nice pedal covers so i can reach the pedals for heel toe a lot easier and um the last thing i'm missing is my seats the seats are sitting here in my room i just haven't got them in yet i'm waiting on some brackets to show up so uh, you basically got a soapbox for your car because you were too short to heel toe no <laughs> uh so if you remember wow. the, the, wow. the brakes when wow. I got the car, the brakes when I got the car had no bite, no amount of force ah, okay. would lock them up. Gotcha. Um, and then the throttle was really fucky. The, there's a bracket that the throttle cable attaches to, and the bracket was kind of cheap, and it caused a little bit of binding in the throttle cable. Um, and also, also when I hooked it up to an ECU, and at like with the car off. If I would like touch the gas and let off the gas, the TPS would return to zero. What the hell? So that you know what you want, but with the car running, if I very lightly touch the gas, it would not return all the way to zero, and it caused the idle to hang at like fifteen to two thousand RPM, huh. unless I, unless I either physically lifted up on the gas pedal or I stabbed the gas and like blipped it and snapped it shut, um, and so. 
I got a nicer throttle cable bracket that has extra return springs on it. And that, one, caused the cable to bind up a lot less on the sheathing, and two, gave it a little bit extra tension and now returns to idle reliably. So I've been doing nice. a lot of work. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of work on, like, interface, where my body physically interacts with the car. So, like, the steering effort, different wheel, about to change out the seats. I got the pedal covers. I just, you know, I changed the brakes completely, fixed the throttle. Um, and the car has gotten dramatically, dramatically more fun to drive. Um, just start, yeah, start that's... where you can touch first. I like that. Part. Yeah, exactly. Um, I really... think I'm about... Yeah, sorry, was that really good? Oh, I was just gonna compliment you on that really good solution with the throttle, the new throttle bracket, and the return spring. Yeah, that one was freaking me out, man, because uh, like I couldn't, you know, you troubleshoot it with the car off and yeah. it returned to idle. And I even plugged it in electronically and looked at the TPS signal, the TPS went to zero. I'd been messing with it for like a week trying to figure out why the idle was hanging, and then I noticed. TPS signal with the car running stayed at like 2%. But only with it run when I shut it off, it would immediately go down. I, so my theory was that the return spring on the throttle shaft strong enough to return it to idle when it's off, not quite strong enough to overcome the vacuum of the engine. That's the only theory I can come up with. But uh, I've been scouring... Yeah, I've been scouring a lot of muscle car forums, which is not my normal stomping grounds, but apparently... <laughs> Because the EFI system that I have is, it looks like and functions a lot like a Holly. And apparently it is very common to add extra return springs to the throttle on Harley or uh, Hollies. So I bought a really Gucci Holly carburetor throttle cable bracket that had return springs incorporated and boom, fixed it. Solid. Yepers. Uh what else have you been doing? We were just chatting before we had to record here uh, about a company out in Australia that makes Gucci parts for our 32 GTRs. Dude, Frenchie's Performance Garage. I just found out about them like a couple weeks ago. And yeah, I... so did I. Just yesterday, I think I saw a post on uh, one of the Facebook GTR pages. Here's what I like is that they actually engineer some stuff that people can fundamental changes that people can really use like the kit that me and you were geeking out about an ac replacement because like ac compressors for these cars are getting really rare and expensive like a, a factory mm -hmm. replacement r32 ac compressors like over a thousand dollars and oh yeah it also uses r12 refrigerant which is illegal in the united states yeah good luck at um, that i don't even yikes. i don't even have r12 Jeez. yeah i don't i'm the, I'm, I, the, I'm the dude that that would get r12 and i don't but i swapped mine to an r34 compressor and uh and swapped it out oh, to 134 things are falling in my room sorry for that yeah i just saw that <laughs> yeah i swapped mine to a compressor from a 34 and i'm running 134 refrigerant and it's good but sometimes it doesn't it's not quite as cold as it was with r12 mm -hmm. Um, See, I'm really, I'm really glad that I fixed my AC and I uh, replaced that line that somehow got a hole in it through the rear turbo, uh, and I re refilled it with the R12, and so it's it's blowing cold still here, just it's just sweet, but um, it's still the the factory system from the like 
from 30 years ago. So I'm looking at replacements. And so like this Frenchy, Frenchy Auto or Frenchy Performance, I'm waiting for the price. I'm waiting for the price to come out. And I hope it's yeah. not crazy. It looks gangster because it's a new uh, condenser for the front radiator that's better and more efficient than the stock one. It has a dryer cylinder built into it in one yeah. piece with the proper expansion valve for 134. It has a new state-of-the-art AC compressor and lines and everything bolts straight up to the car and the whole package is you know it's fewer pieces it's more compact for like big intercoolers and oil coolers and stuff and it's going to be cheaper than buying a new compressor and stuff so that's a, a real i just i like it when companies instead of just turning out the same old shit like engineer some new stuff so Here's here. I, I don't know. I'm just speculating. Uh, but I think it would be the same price as the factory one. So like, what is it like a thousand dollars? You said, I, I think the price is going to be somewhere around like a thousand, twelve hundred dollars. Cause I mean, I think everything they are indeed a lot yeah. of that stuff. I think it is too. But what I'm saying is what you're going to get is a piece that is, Lighter, more compact, easier to work with, easier to replace in the future in service, and works with legal gas. That's, I mean, it's it, so I so would, worth it, basically. Right. Like I wouldn't bat an eyelash at paying a thousand to fifteen hundred bucks for a, an engineered superior solution like that. It would piss me off to pay a thousand bucks for a replacement compressor when normal replacement compressors are two three hundred dollars. Right. You know. Um, yeah. Only reason that an R32 compressor is that expensive is GTR tax and it's old and not made anymore. And then, you know, like when my compressor went out in my R32, it took me months of searching to find an R34 compressor to put in it. And then I had to do a bunch of custom shit to get to work. And it doesn't quite work as well as the stock one because of the refrigerant change. So, what I mean, like, I remember you went to the, what was it called? Rat shop? Yeah. Take it. I, I got think the, it. Was it wasn't that called? Had, it was called the Rat Shop. Yeah, Over in Japan I had to get that done. I remember. Yeah, because I had I bought AC lines for an R32 and an R34, and I had them break like cut off the ends and braze them together to make it work. Um, but what I'm saying is that like some of these parts, it's not the thing that kills me is it's not paying a lot to replace it. It's the fact that how much work did it take me to find it to pay a lot to replace it. And if I want to keep the car when it fails again, how much am I going to spend to replace that? And I would rather just engineer a new serviceable, sustainable solution. I'd rather pay for that. True. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I'm the, really the excited for involved, it. The time involved to find something sounds atrocious versus just, and, and then you'd have, you'd have modern updated support as well versus like, doing some sort of rig system. And if that fails, well, then where's your support for that? You don't have anything. Yeah. I mean, and that's, you know, I've got some issues with the brake pedal on mine that I've talked to our friend group about and everybody makes fun of me because I'm thinking about swapping over to manual brakes and getting a different lever ratio brake pedal and stuff to make that work. Everybody thinks I'm nuts, but the fact of the matter is you can't buy brake boosters for these cars. And I've gone through two brake boosters in my car. I'm on a third. You know, they're just getting to the age where, like, you take junkyard parts and how long are they going to last? And then if you're tracking the car, right? Like, 
Yeah. Uh, or I can just swap over to manual brakes. I'll have to do some weird custom work to get it to work. But now I'm using Willwood parts. I can just go to Willwood, buy a new master cylinder for 200 bucks if I ever need to, and I'm just done. And it's better than stock. So I'm a fan of engineering stuff to get rid of stuff that's you can't find. Anyway. Yeah. I'm rambling. Uh, you are. And we're going to move on because we have a lot to talk about. Uh, it was a very action-packed Silverstone Grand Prix. Goodness, that was a good race. Oh, man. John, I have to thank you. Uh, I fell asleep. I was still asleep, and your text would woke me up. And so, like, I had missed the beginning of the race, but I, I had caught up. Um, so, like, I had joined, joined, like, around lap 20. Um, but, woo, man. The Halo, I got it. We have to talk about the Halo and how many lives have saved since its implementation. Four, you know, for all of the drivers saying this or that about it, um, I think all of those critics are silent. I've got three off head right now. So we've got this one with Joe, we've got Grosjean, and we've got Lewis Hamilton are the three. Last year. Yeah. There's been a few others. There was one more. I can't remember what it was, though. Um I think Lewis. I think Lewis has had one or two uh, close encounters that the Halo saved well, him on. Yeah, I mean, arguably, you have with Max going on top of him, and Monza definitely saved him. I don't know if the Halo made a difference when Lewis tried to murder Max last year at Silverstone or not. Um, okay. So, but yeah, I mean, it's it's it's. it's, it's hey, a, listen, listen, we'll we'll get to all of that. I think we'll I think it's a wonderful piece of technology. I think that it is definitely saved lives and you know the griping of it was many years ago it's been around long enough now i think that it's proven itself to be successful for what it is and from a driver's standpoint you kind of just zone it out it kind of gets into that like white like it's like your nose you don't necessarily see your nose unless you like try to see your nose right that's kind of what the centerpiece of the halo is like for these drivers um and you'd almost say that the change in chassis with the larger tires and especially the wheel coverings is actually more of a hindrance than the halo was because they can no longer really see the deg on their tires and have to ask their engineers over the radio. Um, and really, we have to thank, I mean, Stewart for this back in the day for really pushing safety uh, forward in Formula One uh, between Stewart and... Um, Lauda, I mean, those two were, were massive, yep. massive people who pushed this type of stuff forward. Uh, you know, the last big innovation bef before the Halo was the Hans device. Uh, and both just make a huge difference in this sport. Because if, there's actually pictures out there that <laughs> the Halo literally scraped out the tarmac at Silverstone. Uh, <laughs> like, wow. that is insane. Yeah, yeah. He, he was he was on his head for quite a while. I would say a, a good hundred meters, yeah. At the very least before the gravel. And uh, he rolled a couple times, which did slow him down. I mean, that's something that that oddly enough, rolling is actually good because it transfers the energy uh, away from a higher impact. But then it's you know where you're getting hit is different. Um, and it's funny too because you've had fans in the past gripe about the fact that like. Oh, these fences, I can't take good pictures and all these barriers and stuff like that. But, like, wasn't it just a couple Definitely weeks? Definitely saved a few lives right yeah, there. Yeah, didn't we just talk about recently about, like, the worst crash in Formula One on this podcast, like, a week or two ago? Did mm -hmm. About 84 people dying. Like, 
Yeah. I mean, how many people could have died if that fence wasn't there? I mean, he literally launched himself over the barrier. Like, yeah. Uh, and I, that was, that was yeah. nuts. Yeah. So, uh, I guess do we, do we take it from there with the hero? So we, thankfully he, he, I mean, no, he, he, thankfully Joe, Joe was fine. He is. Uh, he, you so know, he was, he was back at the track later. Yeah. So it was Alex Albon, which, uh, you know, you, his crash, you wouldn't necessarily think that it was a, like a big impact, but the way he hit, there was like four and then impacts. also, all, yeah. Then also the subsequent impacts, uh, yeah. definitely, uh, good call on getting him checked out. You know, I have yeah. to say, hot take wise, that I dislike George less after this. Okay, so here's hot take because we know how much I've I've smacked on McLaren boys in general, uh, especially Lewis. Um, you mean Mercedes boys? Mercedes. Did I say McLaren. My apologies. Oh, um, put down the beer. Yeah. Well, so I don't like I don't dislike Lando or Ricardo at all. Let's get that very clear. Uh, so. I've just I've disliked George in the past, and so I think his his he decided to stop his car and jump out and run over to make sure that Joe was okay. Um, and then he was unable to race for the remainder of it because he basically had violated the fact that if he had driven the car back to the pits, it would have been fine. And it was essentially just a blown tire puncture. There was nothing else wrong with his Mercedes, which is wild that, again, he sacrificed his own race to make sure another fellow racer is okay. Um, I saw that there was a couple of guys on Twitter saying that he did the same thing back in his karting days. So I commend the guy. He's a character. I like him more now uh, than I did in the past. There it is. I said it. So I'm Michael Lewis Hamilton. I've always okay. said George, a class act. I've yes. always said it. Yes. I agree with you, John. This is, I just went on air. There it is for you, John. This is for you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> So moving uh, on in this race, because like that's not the only thing that, that this was team, turn one. This is this, that yeah, was this turn, is turn one. one of the start. <laughs> turn one. So we had one. some lead changes. We had uh, Max uh, in a broken car uh, in the lead, uh, then Sykes overtaking him, and then Max coming back, uh, then his car breaking. So uh, for I think it was Sonoda's arrow that had gone underneath Max's car and and had damaged the underside of it and so he was essentially out of the out of the fight of the race and it was Seitz, Leclerc, Perez, Hamilton of all people, you know, in a still wonky Mercedes car so they claim. Uh, yeah. and Alonso. Can I talk about that for a second actually? Yeah, take Be- it. Because here's my problem, is that we have Lewis Hamilton not two races ago griping like an old man, okay, like a guy in his 30s being like, my back, I can't race anymore. And now magically he's contending for podiums. So hold what's on sort of, a second. No, no, hold on. Whoa, hold on. Hold on. The, hey. Hold on. No, hold on. Let him finish. Let him finish. Because there was no budget increases. There was no massive upgrades. They somehow just magically fixed the porpoising that they were griping about that they wanted the FAA to actually put regs in for. And now here we are getting podiums. This is typical Lewis Hamilton Mercedes BS with media. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Nah. I'm saying. John, go ahead. Rebuttal. Go ahead. I mean, he was talking about the porpoising being out of control and you can't drive like that. And like we said a couple episodes ago, Mercedes has been iterating and developing the car. And I'm sure they have made the porpoising issue much less of an issue. I mean, nobody's. It was all anyone talked about at the start of the season, and I'm pretty sure teams have 
mostly got it under control and surprise surprise he's putting up decent results like i mean the on my corvette the brakes not having any bite and the throttle not returning to idle made that car undrivable for me like yeah i could you, put it down the street but i couldn't do anything with it you don't have and budget so like and limit caps on upgrades uh which mercedes didn't declare understand that but what i'm saying as of a month ago the car could have been porpoising and undrivable and then they raise the ride height two millimeters or do something aerodynamic with it and the porpoising goes away and suddenly it's a car that's in contention like that's not hard to believe also they were on street street circuits uh the last few races and so that the inconsistency the inconsistency of the road also has an effect on the porpoising and so sure. like silverstone is definitely a lot smoother it's a lot well maintained, a lot more well maintained, and so I'm sure that had a very advantageous effect for Mercedes. You know, that's fair. And we're going to Austria right saying, now, so yes. it, it yeah. doesn't take a, it doesn't take a lot to take a car that's a basket case necessarily into something that's relatively taut. Like in the right. Corvette example, like none of the actual engineering of the car changed. So, but, but you had to spend little, money that you don't necessarily have to spend in F1 according to the regulations. So they're doing some under table budget regulation stuff at Mercedes. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. The, my throttle fixes were a few hours of my time tweaking and tinkering. Like I had to bend a bracket a little bit at a spring. I spent 30 bucks, but a bunch of time testing and fitting. And I spent 500 bucks on the brakes and change pads, which they can do. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not. It's not one to one. We're not talking about the same issue. But like, right, right, right. Porpoising, conceivably, porpoising can be fixed by geometry adjustments, of which that's infinite. They can do that as much as they want. Sure. So, so I'm saying... going to take this point, and I'm no. I'm. But we're done Canada with the porpoising. Wa- Canada we're wasn't we're, a street circuit. Another P. We're, we're pushing P. Okay. We're okay. pushing P. Perez over here. Perez. <laughs> Perez for president. Perez. Okay. Perez. P. P. We're pushing P. 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 Perez for president. Pushing it. But in Mexico. this why? man, tell him why. Tell him why. Why? Because he started in the front of the race. Okay. I think he's. I think he started on the grid. Uh, third. Fourth. Top five. I'm sorry if, if I'm going to mess that P4, up. Anyway, he was, he was, he up was in P4. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So P4, he caught some damage in his wing. He pitted, came out in last place. Uh, deja vu, anybody? Uh, then ended up in the front at one point um, fighting for the lead. And, you know, he ended up in P2. But God damn, this man has one, the cojones that a true Mexican does. Two, I mean, his just absolute driving sense is amazing. Like, wow, it's consistency. What do you guys think about that? I mean, like they went uh, three wide. I think it was it was him, Leclerc, and Sykes at one point. Um, or no, or, and Hamilton. Sorry, it, it was, was Hamilton, him, him, Perez, Hamilton. and Leclerc. So you have. Yes, thank you. This was after the safety car reset. So there was a safety car issue because Ocon. Uh, had a engine failure. Uh, he was coming up to corpse uh, at the hangar straight, the old straight there, which is the starting point for GP, MotoGP, by the way. Um, and so they had to pull a full safety car. This bunched everybody back up. Now, everybody went under tire change uh, except for Leclerc, so everybody was on a fresh set of softs. And so coming out of the safety car reset with 12 laps to go, you have Leclerc uh, in hard tires that are 14 laps old. You have signs right behind him, in soft tires, zero, 
behind Sainz, you have Lewis Hamilton in softs, and behind him, you have Checo uh, on softs, all freshly pitted. Um, so basically what happened was right at the reset, um, Ferrari is saying like, hey, back up off of Leclerc so that that way Lewis basically is further behind so he can kind of get a head start. And Sainz is like, nah, 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 yeah. nah, 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 nah. And um, they said that the sites and, and did you hear the team radio? He said, stop inventing, stop inventing. <laughs> yeah. Like, and I just, I, I, I just want to make a point here. Cause this is, this is really a, a bigger story. And I think this is going to, this is going to develop into a much bigger story next year mm-hmm. or, you know, whenever Charles Leclerc's uh, contract is up. Cause I think it's uh, a long one. Uh, it is. Like the Ferrari strategists are fucking up this season i just gotta i i just gotta put it bluntly here uh i might go on the ferrari website here uh right after our episode and apply to be their chief strategist and you know what i could probably do a better job like i don't understand (laughs) why (laughs) jeez i don't understand why they didn't pit charles leclerc yeah i'm i'm gonna step up to the stove box rant really quick i don't Mm. understand why they didn't pit leclerc okay so he was in the front i understand in other situations uh you don't pit if you're in the front but Everybody behind him was going to pit because everybody was on the hards. The first of all, the hards weren't the tire that the teams thought oh, they were going to be for this race. I'm, sh- I'm sure that the teams thought it was going to be a, a hotter uh, Silverstone track, as it typically is. You know, in the past, it, it's usually a hot summer, but it was cloudy, overcast, and so like the had rain the day before. The hards, yeah, and and yeah. Anyway, uh, the temperature, the temperatures and hards just weren't there, so everybody was going to pit anyway. I don't understand why they didn't pit Charles. They had 11 seconds from the safety car, the virtual safety car, to when uh, Charles passed the entrance to pit lane. And so that's plenty of time to make that, to, to like uh, sort of make your calculation and make that decision, so I, would, I feel. Because they did it to Sykes. Sykes was right behind them. So what maybe what happened was that some of Lewis's strategists from last year moved over to Ferrari because it's uh, – Lewis had multiple pitting issues last year and lost the world championship because of it. So uh, pit under safety. Lewis Fact. learned that. So he, so he chose to pit this time. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, I, and, then, uh, and then, then Lewis even was like, is this the right tire? I don't know. Figure it out, Lewis. Like, uh, so for, for Ferrari strategists to do that to Leclerc yeah. and not pit him, but then leave him out there with, with the wrong tire. Yeah. Uh, then to pit Sykes, uh, then to tell Sykes to put a 10-car gap at the start of the re- the restart. So silly. For Leclerc, like, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't well, make any sense They wanted sense him to whatsoever. be Botas for Lewis. That's all, right? It's, it's the same type of stuff. And we griped about the fact that, you know, all the we didn't, but the British media, because they really don't like Max Verstappen, griped about, like, team orders for Perez and saying move out of the way for Max because he literally within one lap is 10 seconds faster. Um, so after the safety car reset, basically, and the fiasco, I agree with you, of not pitting Leclerc, which is a big, massive issue, um, you just have a bunch of wonderful racing. If you're going to go watch the highlights of this race, just watch the last 12 Oh, hours. yeah, it was great. I mean, there is just phenomenal overtaking. There was a couple, like, shoving. It was all hard racing, and all of the possible investigations by the FEA just went to the wayside, which is great. You even have Max and um, Schumacher fighting for p7 yeah. in the back that's i mean it was just it was all over the place it was phenomenal yeah. 
It was great. I'm going to steal the mic from you again here because uh, okay. I also have another point on Mick. <laughs> what uh, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm with the hot takes today. Yeah, and so, like, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, but a few weeks ago on, on the show, I had said that I didn't like the way that Mick was driving and that we – how long are we going to give we him, did. right? Do you guys yeah, remember that? I remember that. You so were calling like, him out. Apparently uh, I heard you. Yeah. I guess he's <laughs> a, a fan of the show and he listened to me because uh, he was definitely racing Mick Schumacher. Not sure that I would have chosen or like I would have wanted him to race, be that racy against Max for P7 on a race that he's going to score his first points ever. I would have, you know, you know, in the, in the perfect world, I would have it's probably wanted him to be a it's little bit practice, more. Lenny. You know, kudos to him anyway for his first points in F1. Um, but like. Maybe next time pick your battles Look, a little bit better. But he's, he, I don't know. I hear I'm gonna I'm gonna completely argue against that hot take just in this case alone, Lenny. Okay, first off, if Mick Schumacher is gonna be like his dad and be the goat, he's gonna be fighting for P one, P two, and our current coming up and running goat is Max right now, which means that Mick is gonna be fighting with Max for P one, P twos instead of P seven, P eights. So it's just good practice. It's good practice for the kid coming out. I'm just saying. It I think it was a smart move. See what Max is like. Really push the limits of it. Have a good battle and come out on, and come out unscathed. That's good, solid racing. All right, he's got it. He's got to try yeah. to get the door if the door is open. Max really does not. Max is a very. I crack the door. Just kidding. I slam it on your face. Type of racer. So like, it was good battling for Mick. I approve of it 100. percent I think that was the the good choice was not to just back up and just be like whatever. I'm gonna just give it to. He wanted to fight for P7. Why not? Yeah. I hate to do this and I try to do it. I try to not do it as much as I can, but I agree with Ryan. <laughs> I knew that was coming the second you, you led with that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll take it. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong here. All maybe right. I'm so, wrong. so let's, um, let's wrap up in the, 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 the race. In here. the end of, in the end of here, uh, we had Carlos Seitz with his Science. first ever F1 win. Seitz. 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 You're, you're, you speak Portuguese anyway. and not Spanish. So it makes sense. <laughs> uh i just want to close this f1 race uh discussion with a note here on lap 48 charles leclerc and lewis hamilton went into corpse cops excuse me i almost corpse. mispronounced that Ooh, uh, I'm wheel to wheel yeah. i'm putting my gloves okay. on and i i just go. want i i don't want to really make the comparison <clears throat> to max don't do to it. last year per se don't do it uh because lewis and charles uh had a meeting last year on last year's race uh, at that turn where yeah. Charles yielded to Lewis and this time, not so much um, didn't give Lewis the space that Max did. I agree. I know that John's coming in here with Liz fucking I'm waiting. Cause he's going to say like, Oh, it's angle waiting. this angle that uh, Hamilton was much further over into the grass on the track. Uh, I just want to point out. Okay. Now begin. You mean he had room last year and he didn't take it? Uh, no, no, he did take <laughs> it. And Max is an idiot. Um, ah, Max Verstappen drives like he's the only guy on the track. He doesn't give a shit. Doesn't pay attention. Like <laughs> the kid. I mean, I mean, he is a faster driver than I will ever be. <laughs> it's amazing, and I think, I think if Max did time trial racing he would be possibly be the goat yeah but a wheel-to-wheel -wheel circuit he's just 
he's uh, he's an asshole. And he's, he's a would you say he's a bully? Yes, hundred percent. No, hundred percent. He's one hundred percent a bully. No, he's not a, a lot bully. Of, Lewis Hamilton is not the only person to say that about him. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton uh, is a bully. He would say that about another. No, Lewis bully. Hamilton is not a bully. Lew, yeah. Lewis Lewis Hamilton Lewis Hamilton is is relentless, and he gets right up to that ah, line. Okay. Max doesn't have a line. Max doesn't care. He's like, nope, this is my corner. I don't give a shit where you're at. And if you look at the comparisons, because yeah, I, right, sent a, I sent the side by side to you guys. Yeah. So if you look at the side by side of where Lewis Hamilton, you know, supposedly spun Max out last year. No, he did. And spin where last year. he did not. Uh, and where Hamilton and, and uh, Leclerc met up, they are in terms of front to back. They're in the same spot on the track. Mm-hmm. They were a lot wider last year. Right. And they're closer to the corner this year. What Leclerc yeah. is doing is he's blocking Hamilton out from the corner. He's doing it in a responsible manner. Did not give Lewis any room to pass. What? That's true. Why is why That's is true. Lewis on the why is Lewis Hamilton on the white line here versus Leclerc, but he's not on the white line versus Max Verstappen? What I'm getting to because Leclerc blocked Lewis Hamilton out. Oh, and what was Max doing? Look at the angle of the cars. Oh, he's blocking them out. No, Lewis Ham- Leclerc, like Lewis Hamilton, has an eternity to respond to what Leclerc is doing. Oh, okay? I see. So you're saying that basically Max is driving in front of Lewis and saying, "I'm just going to keep my spot." Yada yada yada. Max, Max said "f you" and just literally cut across the front of Lewis. I got you. So, Whereas so, so no Leclerc side by side. merged over. Okay, right, Leclerc yeah. merged over and blocked him. So, so what I'm saying is, yeah, even though okay. he's a lot closer to the grass at that point in time, gotcha. Leclerc did a responsible block. Well, he might have been paranoid. He might have been paranoid. He could have said, you know what? Lewis is just going to just relentlessly drive through me and then through his uh, cultural basically no. get away with it. And even though he's a bully, because of his cultural background, he's just relentless instead of a bully. Okay, I see how it is. That's fine. Oh, Max Max did the uh, the old Family Guy Asian lady driver bit. All right, good luck, everybody. Here I go. <laughs> uh, I just wanted to make that point one to troll. Yeah. Uh, yeah also, yeah. Uh, really to say that I think that Charles learned from last year where he yielded to Lewis uh, maybe unneedingly, uh, and this year he said. F you, it's my spot. I think Charles is not going to be a champion this year. He's had too many mistakes already. I am. I'm. Oh yeah. Out. No, I think it's he's not going to get it because of Ferrari, not because of his driving. Well, no, partially because <laughs> of Ferrari and partially because of his driving, right? So like he made that mistake on the curb, chasing after Checo, right? And he completely screwed up his race. He's got Ferrari making bad calls at Monaco. Ferrari making bad calls here at Silverstone. Um, but it is that sort of kind of trepidatious sort of driving too. And I think he needs to put his big point pants on, but I think that he should have figured it out when he was side by side with Vettel, who lost all his fucking hair and has not grown up back at Austin Martin, that Ferrari is a toxic environment. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Ferrari is Ferrari's worst enemy. Now, I think I would argue a non-toxic environment would be McLaren because holy shit, Lando and D- Daniel Ricardo are fun as hell to watch in any sort of context. Uh, but McLaren used to be a toxic ass environment. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, you from know, one on. F one to another, 
Hold on, I'm gonna call. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call a game time audible real quick. Oh, I'm gonna Jesus. call a game okay. time audible real quick. Sure. Look, we're we are rabbit holing hard. Yeah. All right, what's 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 time hack right now? Thirty-five. We ain't done an F one episode in a minute. Why don't we just fine? All right, with let's F1. go. Let's go. I'm, I'm and, all right. And we'll do our card, all right. And we'll do our card. Okay. Does anybody, Lenny, you got a problem with that? I have zero problems with that. I this. mean, no. Let's go. Let's go. We, we have we have plenty to talk okay. about on on this F one race. Ladies and gents, ladies and gents, full disclosure: we were going to talk about the McLaren F one road car, but we just got on. Yeah, this you literally cut, cut me off. Yep. But well, well, you got ten minutes to cover the car. That's fair. Right? No, we, I was going to go long into this. the episode, but you know that's fine. It's fine. I'm, do, I'm doing. I'm doing y'all. A favor. You're doing a service, John. A, John, you're right. John we is. Haven't, we haven't done an F1 episode in a long time. I don't. I don't hate saying that John's right as much as John says saying I'm right. You know, just like how I I won what I wish I was driving last time, folks. It's fine. You know. Okay. Well, okay. So you know what? Let's get back. We're going to continue let's, talking let's about get, F1. Uh, I'd like to continue even... on this Ferrari soapbox here. Hit, hit me. Uh, hit, hit, do it. Let's did, go. Did you guys see uh, the, what's his, Ryan, can you Bonato. educate me on Bonato? Thank you. Did you see the interaction uh, between him and his Leclerc point, after the race? His finger point meme? His finger point And meme. like, yeah, it was finger point, like you really, it was very it criticizing. And I could only be a fly on the wall in that paddock, no. right? And be like, you cannot, he probably like in the press conference, you cannot criticize our decision in Ferrari. You're happy, and we'll talk about this. The deep. I think, like, I think that's all it was. No, in a photo, in a, in the photo, it looks way more aggressive. If you actually watch the like video, it's. I don't think it's as critical. Now Ferrari is toxic as shit, uh, but I don't, I don't know. It's just it's a totally different environment than Red Bulls. Hey, Checo, we'll talk about the fact that we let Max pass you, and then he re-signs his contract, and then also is just crushing it. Checo for president, but like. I, I don't know, man. I think Ferraris has a hard choice because we've got Charles, who is like this kind of wonder boy, kind of like Lando is, or George would be, and Sainz, who's this guy that's been around as long as Max has. I mean, he raced with him at AlphaTauri um, and was at McLaren and did successful. Um, he's a smooth operator. He hasn't been obviously <laughs> successful for 150 races. He hasn't won. But here he is finally in a car that's kind of successful, and he's had some snafus this year, but he's still kind of been on top of it. He's very much in the same ballpark as Checo, in my opinion, where he's, he's mostly smooth, successful, and has taken advantage of the fact that we had a massive shunt at turn one in lap one. Uh, Max actually got away. They had to reset, and then from there, basically, he was able to control the race. Because if there was no accident and Max got away, and Max didn't have literally Sonoda's uh, front wing underneath his freaking thing creating downforce, Max would have been gone. It would have been time trial Max mode, and we all know how that goes. He would have been gone. So I, I have props to science. Charles, for me, is kind of I, – I don't mind him, but he's kind of – like I said, he's not really showing me he's a champion this year. He's kind of waffling despite the DNFs, despite the Ferrari issues, but like he's not controlling it himself as, as a champion would, if that makes sense. I don't, for me, uh, if, if I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to be on another hot take here. For sure. me, Charles has never really performed the way that I think people have expected him to. Yeah. At least not in my 100%, eyes. Uh, 100%. He's definitely not, I, I, I don't know if it's just ooh. Ferrari. I, I don't know if it's Ferrari again here because we have to, this is a huge variable of Ferrari being Ferrari's worst. Like Ferrari fucks Ferrari. That's it. I'm just going to. Uh, I'm going to say that until I die. Like, I don't know what it is. They just seem to find a way to shoot themselves in the foot. Uh, they had a great car at the beginning 100%. of the year. Like, it's 
uh, then all it's falling apart. And it's falling apart not because of the car per se, though they seem to be having a little bit of reliability issues, but like definitely the pit pit stops. Uh, I've been killing them. Their pitch strategy, like just their communication on the radio has not even been, been that good. Like, I don't know how, uh, and, and it goes back to like the safety car with Carlos. Like how, who, in what strategist in the right mind says, hey, yo, to a race car driver, mind you, hey, yo, uh, put 10, 10 car lengths on the, on the dude in P1 in front of you. Um, yes, I know that he has the wrong set of tires on and you have some fresh, sticky softs. And you also have a seven-time world championship at your back. Uh, right. But we need you to put uh, a 10-car 10, 10, 10 gap at the restart of this safety car with 10, 12 laps you know, to go yeah. um, uh, for the team. you know. Uh, and also, we're going to rob you, potentially, of your first win ever in Formula 1. So we just need, we just need you to do that for us. You know, if you just do that for us. He even like, said that. He's like, I'm I don't stress. understand. Yeah, like, like, what the hell? It's wild. But... And, and it's, 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 it, it blows my mind. It's weird, though, because I agree with you, is that, like, Charles has not lived up to this potential hype train that he's gotten. And we have, like I said, Sainz, who's been this consistent guy forever. And I don't know if Ferrari is like, we don't know which one is our actual number one driver. And that's a typical issue in Formula One. Who's your number one guy? Like, and they're kind of equal right now. Look at the driver standing, right? They're kind of close. And it's not really a, what we've seen in F1 for a long time here, seven years almost, five years, with Mercedes, where it was Hamilton's clearly the number one, and Botas is really, really fast in qualifying, but he's always going to be the number two, and he only gets podiums when the opportunity presents itself. So I, I don't know. It's 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 a strange situation, man. Um, Ferrari shot themselves in the foot since Ford versus Ferrari. I mean, that's just kind of their mo in racing almost. Yeah. Oh, for, for real, for real. Ferrari's famous for that. They are. And and I think there's some culture. I definitely think there's some strategy. I think I, I might I'm I'm gonna sound like a super weeb right now, but Leclerc to to me Leclerc to me like reminds me of like Kid Gohan from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> what? Go on. <laughs> Go on. Explain this, please. I'm looking for the bridge. Yeah, right. When the cleric, when the cleric is on, that guy is fucking brilliant. Okay. He's yeah. he's not okay. consistent. He's not consistent. What I'm saying is, champion. hear me out though. Hear okay. me out though. Hear me out though. Okay. Like, look, think about early this season, the cleric. He was head and shoulders better than signs. Absolutely. Yeah. So, signs was he, struggling for yeah. sure. He, he didn't have the mojo. Has it? He has it in him. I don't know if it's the car. I don't know if it's the strategy. I don't know if it's his own personal pressure. I think, yeah, I don't, he's not being consistent, but I think if he ever finds a team or a groove where it clicks, I absolutely think he has, I don't know, maybe world champion, but he has, he should be out there battling it out with Max and, you know, the likes of Lewis, you know, those types consistently and he has the skill he has the raw talent and i don't know if i can quite i mean science is a solid cat i don't think he's i don't think they're quite the same echelon no i think science might be a little bit more mentally resilient than leclerc science is very much a check i would agree with you science with is a checko he is a beast he is loved by everybody but he's not a world champion 
just just uh, a point here on Carlos. Uh, in this race particularly, there was three or four moments where he was significantly faster than the rest of the field, particularly Leclerc. And over the radio, Ferrari had told him he needs to get, you know, get right. to, to step in. Uh, hammer time if he was Lewis Hamilton, because Lewis Hamilton was on hammer time uh, on their asses. And so they had swapped and he had, you know, taken yeah, it in stride. And then for him to come back, uh, then do what he did, stay reserved and, you know, focused, uh, then clinch his first win. I mean, I think that speaks volume to his resilience. And, and that's the thing. And though. I think that's also championship material. If I think. Leclerc, I don't think had, Charles doesn't. Charles doesn't have that though. If Leclerc, not had, yet at least. If, if Charles had soft tires on, I don't think science would have. Yeah, it would have been a different story completely. But it's just, it's. I don't know. It was there's a great race. Least, it was a great. Been race. at least two races. There's been at least two races that cost Leclerc. I don't know about finish like like winning but like cost him significant position purely due to strategy Monica not all that silverstone yeah not all that is leclerc owns some of the blame for his season but like yeah. between two strategy races and how many reliability races he had two three. as well three 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 yeah so i mean that's five races that were out of leclerc's control yeah that's wow. that's not true it's significant Here's the thing. I'm excited because it's the time of year in which we go to my favorite circuit on the entire calendar. Not just for one week, but two, folks. It is the Austria. It's Austria. And Red Bull GP. I love this circuit so much. It is, <sighs> it is my test track whenever I do anything in GT7. It's my test track when I do anything in F121 or F122. Love this circuit. I'm excited we can spend two weeks there. It is a beautiful circuit on the outside of the track. It is a beautiful track design. Love this track. It is so good. Uh, so that's something to look forward to. Uh, and with that, yeah. why don't uh, why don't we why don't we say we move on to our game for today? Yeah, let's do the game, and then we'll bring it back next week for the actual topic. We we got sideballed. This was it was such a good race, folks. We just got into it. John made a good you know, choice it here. A lot happened. It was just, it was a lot. It was phenomenal. You know, so also I don't think I stole any Lenny's thunder. He had a lot to say. So if anything, I empowered him. You did good. Job. Oh yeah, it's fine. Lenny, you're <laughs> doing no, hey, no issues. Lenny, you're doing a great job hosting t today. I great job, buddy. Well, thank you. Yeah, appreciate you. So <laughs> John, uh, why don't you? We're doing uh, what I wish I was driving this week. John, That's why don't right. you get us with the rules? Yeah, well, what I really wish I was driving was a McLaren F1, but we'll talk all about that next time. So. <laughs> yeah, I guess we'll just have to do that next week. John would actually yep. prefer to drive that over a Ferrari F40, is what I heard before we got on air. Uh, we'll talk about that next week. <laughs> would um, that make it? It's would that make the F1 his favorite car ever? I think we're so. gonna talk about that next week. I we're think gonna talk about is. that next week. It really we're is. We're gonna talk all. We're really he's lying to himself. Otherwise, he's really just we're gonna lying get it. We're gonna get. <laughs> real nice and deep like yeah. that's next week no f1 next uh, week folks except for the car not the racing okay we're talking uh, the car not the race like exactly don't Ryan get confused like i did misunderstood okay. it's okay today. Yeah. yeah um all right what Let's i wish i was driving it's our automotive version of 20 questions so today lenny picked a car and ryan and i have 20 yes or no questions trying to figure out what car he's thinking of um we can only guess the car once if we guess a specific model and we're wrong the game's over and I'm going to ask real quick, is this generational? Uh, it is 
generational and oh, uh no. is trim specific oh jeez generational i'll give you guys trim? that yes uh, that I, I, full disclosure uh i did not pick this car one of our listeners did so this is for you out there listening i'm gonna keep him anonymous just because oh, oh. Shout you ain't gonna do a shout out. Nah, we we're just no, talking about no. Kendrick and 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 like rap, and that's like all about the shout out. No game. need to shout him out. I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep these submissions anonymous. I've made that decision. That's strange. Okay. Uh, right, well, that's just the way. That's the way it is. All right. If you want to get a uh, shout out on air, you got to tell us then, because Lenny's being a punk. Yeah, really. Uh, yeah, I mean, if you want me to shout you out, I will. But anyway, I hope this uh, I'll give you guys the really blows up your DMs later. Um, <laughs> the hint is this car reminds me of a turbo sob. Reminds a turbo sob. Turbo sob. Oh my god! Is sob Italian? No. French? Sob's um. Oh, they're they're European. Uh, Swedish or Swiss? Oh yeah, okay. Sweden. Swedish. Yeah. Swedish. Swedish. All right. So hey, first question: Are we going to Europe here uh, today, Lenny? No. All right. Now, oh, when he said generational and trim, I immediately went Japanese. So Did that's my really? question. Is it Japan today? No. No. Oh, what the Whoa. fuck? Whoa. America. Is it a... Yeah. It is. Oh my god. Lenny picked an American car. No, Lenny didn't. Pick this car. Lenny didn't pick this car. Lenny. Lenny oh, got. Oh yeah, yeah I didn't. Lenny pick got. Car. Lenny Mueller got picked, gifted listen. this car by anonymous and. Um, you know, All right. mm-hmm. very cryptic uh, to there, keep it anonymous. You could you could say maybe he's psychedelic anonymous. She's oh, always. I knew you were going. See, I, I I handed it to you with a crypto. I knew it was coming. Stupid. Is this uh, is this a turbocharged car? It is. Well, I would hope so. Is this a V8? No. Hmm. It's an inline four. It is. All right, turbo i4 uh was this car created by the dodge plymouth mopar alliance glomerate mopar yes yes okay. um is this car a hyped up version of a nakano shitbox yes Oh yeah, Johnny's on the scent. Get him, get him. <laughs> rawr, rawr. Wait, he's on the scent. He's on the scent. Early in the game. That doesn't this matter. We no. got three yeses in a row. That's on the scent. What? Um, this car. Yeah, come on. Hold on. What was the SRT four? <laughs> It was early 2000s. Okay, so was this car was this car originally produced or introduced in the 2000s? No. Oh. So it's not an SRT4. Uh, was this car made in the? Wait a second. Ooh. You got something? Yeah. Okay, was this car? Uh, was this car like a close relative of or a rebrand of a Japanese car? Uh oh. Uh oh. Hold hold on. Are we doing a uh, little bit of Alabama with this car? Is that what you're saying, John? It was not. Okay. No. Really? Hmm. 
uh, Ryan, they Dodge made a, they called it a conquest. It was actually a Mitsubishi Starion. Um, okay. Popular turbo car. Um, conquest makes me think of conquistador by, uh, the white stripes. It's a great song. Okay, um, so it's not a Japanese rebrand. Uh, is this a... That was also turbo, I4 turbo, wasn't it? <laughs> that mm-hmm. would have been a great car. Mm. Also kind of slept on and pretty dope. Um, but anyway. Mm, yes. Um, I don't know how... Has a, how they, had a, they, they had a 4G63. What about how many... Does how many doors this thing have important or placement of drivetrain matter here, John? Um, with inline four, it's it, it no, it's American, but does it still make it a front wheel FF? Uh, it could be rear wheel, but I I don't think that's going to help us yet. Okay. Um, is this a '90s car? It is. N- oh, oh, oh! Is the dream of the '90s alive in Portland? No. Oh, it's not a 90s car. Okay, so it's got, based on his answer, it's got to be an 80s car. It's got to be an 80s car. Okay. I already did a GLH and a GLHS, so I would be really surprised if he did that again. Okay. What other Mopar stuff would do in inline four, John? I mean, cool stuff? I don't know. It's, it's getting kind of shallow. Okay. What? He might have picked a complete piece of shit that nobody cares about, but... Uh... <laughs> There's got to be something cool about it because he's specific on the trim. So maybe this trim, it's an eco ship box that normally isn't cool, but this particular trim is cool. Uh, yeah. So maybe is it normally like a sedan and then they turned it into like a coupe or they did something flashy with it? Oh. Hmm. Wait, wait. Um, I'm gonna ask this. No, I will say the more I read about it, the the more interesting it got. Okay. Do we know if this is a truck or a car yet? Is that conf- you don't have inline four trucks? That's not a fucking thing, is it? Mm, it's a thing. Not in America. Um, no, in America, that seems like a Japanese thing. And uh, no, that's a thing. Um, it's definitely a thing. Inline four um, turbo truck in a, by an American company? No way. Uh, Lenny, is this based on an L-body charger? No. Ooh, that gets rid of a lot. Okay. Uh, that gets rid of the Dodge Rampage, which was a car truck, like an El Camino. Rampage! Um. um That's a cool sounding car. Damn, dude. Uh, was this based on the Omni platform? Yes. Oh, okay. There we go. Oh, Shiza. Yeah. So now, uh, by the way, if, if we lose here, this is not a W for Lenny, uh, much like I got a W over John and Lenny. This is a W for anonymous. Yes. It's fine. Okay. You you could try to take you could you could try to take the win away from me, but that's not my win it's to fine. have it from the beginning. So I, ho- I hope anonymous this. is enjoying John getting stumped here and me having no good solid questions. Hold on, I just guessed that it was based on an Omni. I that's know huge. I'm just it's huge. So I'm just I'm just so far though we're kind of getting muddled. I'm just hoping that you know. Uh, Hold on, uh, the fans, was this car? Your questions. 
Did Carol Shelby have any association with this car? Yes. Uh oh. John's on the scent again. John's on the scent car. again. John's on the scent again. I already did this car. Did you? You did? Yeah. What's the what's the car? Well, hold on, hold on. Hold I'm on. not gonna he's, lose. He's gotta narrow it down here. We're on fifteen. <laughs> I almost almost baited John just now. Mm-mm. Yeah. Don't play uh, my boy. We gotta get right. the debut from you, Lenny, which is not actually from you, so it's fine. Uh, in classic, you know, cheeky Carol Shelby fashion, did this car have a acronym in its name that stood for something cheeky and Texas like? It did, yes. Okay. I'm just going to write Texas, yes. <laughs> um, was this the pinnacle performance model of this particular car? It was. Wait, okay. I think John did do this car. I did. I did, but that's okay. That's okay, because we got there. Okay, so uh, we know it's a turbocharged inline four Dodge based on an Omni. Shelby was involved with it, and it was the top performance model of it. So I'm pretty positive I know it. Um, was this front engine, front wheel drive? It was. Okay. Did it have a 2.2 liter single overhead cam turbo engine? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess I guess John's John gonna get really it. specific now. John, this is your last okay. question before you have to guess. Did you want to get really specific with this question to make sure you know this car? Um, like, what color is the dial knobs on the freaking AC unit? Uh, could you get this car in any color as long as it was black? And you've stumped Lenny. <laughs> no. What? Uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Any color but black is a no. And oh, any color as long, as long as it was black. Black was the only Black's op- the only option. Op- this only comes option. in other colors besides black. <laughs> no. No, it doesn't come in other colors besides black? Or it only comes in no, black? No, it does come in other colors besides black. Oh, jeez. Yes. Oh, jeez. Maybe John didn't take this car. No, there's a left. There's a left turn at the road here. Oh, I'm boy. sorry. Here Last question. Go. Here we go. Damn, now now you're stuck with it. You have to. That's why I wanted John to ask a dumb question like that. That's like, what no, color that is the AC vent? Doesn't make sense. Doesn't make any sense. Oh, doesn't make any sense, John, huh? Uh-oh. Yeah. John is completely stumped right now, folks. I, I'm he's like came in one color. <clears throat> well, John, do you want to shoot the shot here and see if uh, maybe this is com- some sort of post-custom production color changes here that Lenny's looking at? I no, did I think of? I don't know. He could be something. pulling at me, and he doesn't know the car well enough, and is just answering willy-nilly. I've done that before. Uh, no, I'm. I mean, I'm reading it right here. I see where maybe uh, John could think it's all in black, hmm. but you know what? It could only be one car, so I'm just gonna just do it. I'm just gonna shoot yeah, it. I might have fucked we'll up here, though. Okay, yeah. All right, is what this is a uh, Shelby Dodge Omni GLHS, which would be a 1986 model? Uh, no, this is a 1985. Dodge Omni GLHT. It's not the Pinnacle Performance model. Oh, Lenny messed up. Lenny messed up. Yes, it is. 
What's uh, that? Okay, argue. Let's yes, go. it is. Let's go. You got two minutes. Let's go. Uh, because no. Dodge, because Dodge made this car where the GLSH is by Shelby Automotive, which is not made by Dodge. Did John lose an internet lawyered. connection? <laughs> lawyered. Lawyered. That's some horse shit. Oh no, dude! Uh, I, I I will agree. I will agree here. This is a uh, that's very horse shit answer. Uh, did you just uh, lawyer but... him, dude? I just got lawyered. This, did you just legitimately is... lawyer him? Exactly. I mean, wow. Sorry. Wow. Well, anonymous. Congratulations on your debut. This is not for Lenny. Lenny kind of jacked it up. And lawyer to no, uh, that that was the exact that was the exact uh, car that I was uh, given the suggestion for, and so that is what I I will stand by in the court of law. Okay, Lenny, take us out. Well, folks, how can anybody else? Tell this us this has been another episode of Zero Lift. Uh, you could catch us on Instagram and Twitter at Zero Lift Podcast. Uh, you could let me know in on the post for this episode if you think i'm full of shit and i just robbed john and ryan of you know whatever joy that they could have for the the week until we do this again um also if you're on our twitter and our instagram you could see on our bio we now have our discord link open and so you could come up uh join us in our discord server hit us up uh in the pit lane become part of our pit crew and uh chat it up John, Brian, any final thoughts? Any final words? Yeah. 1986 Shelby Omni GLHS stands for Go Like Hell Some More. And the GLH, which was Go Like Hell. It was super fast. It was super cool. I've done it for what I wish I was driving before. And the 85 models before Shelby took over were kind of cool, but not as cool as Shelby models, and I'm super mad. So what I'm hearing is that the car that was picked was the Diablo 1. And the car that John has picked before is the Diablo 2. And that is the true peak performance of gaming. Uh, That's right. But but for lawyer reasons, somehow some That's bullshit right. allowed Lenny and Anonymous here to get a debut on us. Some bullshit. Whatever. It was a great episode, folks. Tune in next week for talk on McLaren F1. Lenny, yep. it's back to you. We'll I'm, I'm doing my final thoughts. Go ahead. I'm doing No, you know, you're, you're good. Old habits to hire my friend. Keep it pinned, folks. Keep there it, it pinned. There you go. See ya.